Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name is Scott Jennison. I'm the Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers, and um, we've got a little bit more update today on um, some performances from last year and moving in, obviously, to this year um, and what's going to happen. Yes, welcome back to the second episode for 2024. Um, I hope by now um, you're well rested after the Christmas and New Year break and probably by the time you're listening to this episode, you'll be back at work, um, which is a shame when we've had such a fabulous holiday season. Um, Of course, throughout southeast Queensland, there's been some horrific storms and flooding. So uh, hopefully, no, not too many people have been impacted by, by these events. It's been tragic to see some of the damage that's occurred across our city. And I will say those storms were very isolated because where we were located, absolutely zero impact. And yet, you know, in in suburbs not far away, there's been a lot of damage. So um, hopefully you weren't too impacted by the storms and the events that unfolded uh, over that period. Yeah, it's always good to start with some weather and Melinda's taken that this year, obviously, from me. So, um, but yeah, we did amazing weather up here in in Brisbane, especially southeast Queensland, but really, really hot weather through this summer period. Um, And then, as you said, those big storms, especially in the Gold Coast, um, hopefully around everyone is recovering down that way and, and our thoughts are there to make sure they do recover well. Um, and then we've had a, a fair bit of rain and and obviously that humidity is built up again. So Not great for those people that have come to southeast Queensland to holiday at this time of the year, I must admit. Yep. Um, very uncharacteristic for this time of the year. It's not often that we have so many days of rain and so much, um, you know, so many heavy impacts from storms. So it's been very unfortunate, but uh, hopefully, you know, that has all passed um, and we will enter the new year now with um, more normal weather patterns. Yeah. And we'll get a few days at some water polo. Our boys playing in the national water polo championships with the UQ Barras. Um, so fingers crossed they uh, they do well there and we'll be watching um, a few games of water polo over the next couple of weeks um, of the boys as proud parents cheering on and yelling and Carrying on like Fruit Loops. So. That's right. <laughs> but look, it's uh, teams from all across Australia, so I'm sure those people that are visiting Brisbane at mm. this time will appreciate our heat and our humidity now that the wet weather has passed. But we're not here to talk about water polo no. or the weather. We are here to talk about some of the results that have come through from CoreLogic um, based on the best of the best in 2023, a report that really highlights the suburbs that have outperformed all other suburbs in various elements across the property segment. So we're going to run through a lot of really interesting facts about 2023 relative to Brisbane, of course, um, as the the title of this podcast suggests. So we're going to run through uh, the most expensive suburbs in Brisbane over the last 12 months, the strongest 12-month growth performance in values, um, as well as the the weakest growth performance um, at a suburb level. And finally, we're going to run through the strongest 12-month growth in rents, which is really interesting. Property is not always just about uh, property values. It's also about rental price changes, especially if you are a property investor. So we're going to run through everything that's happened in the last 12 months in terms of the top performing suburbs here in Brisbane. So lots of value to unpack in today's episode. Now, when we go through this, obviously for our listeners, um, we're talking Greater Brisbane, um, so Greater Brisbane area, um, and then we're also going to talk median values as well. 
That's right. And remember, for those people that have listened to this podcast for a very long time, you will have heard me say on a number of occasions, Greater Brisbane occupies a geographical location that extends from just south of the Sunshine Coast to just north of the Gold Coast. It's over 10,000 square metres of um, land. So it is a huge geographical area. Uh, however, what we're going to be reporting on is the top 10 and the bottom 10 within that huge geographical space, because that is the uh, statistical area or, or the the total um, area of land that CoreLogic uses to determine uh, greater Brisbane property price changes. So when we're reporting on greater Brisbane median values, it does incorporate sales across a very large segment of the market. And of course, what we try to do is break down that data by helping people understand what's happening in certain segments of the market, whether that's the Brisbane City Council region or other council regions around the um, greater Brisbane area. Yeah, and as we as you just mentioned, and we've said a couple of times, median values. Mm. So when we talk about the expensive, we start with the most expensive suburbs. We're not talking about the most expensive properties because if we, if we start and look at those and, and when we start to run through them, um, you will notice that the numbers seem a little bit lower probably in some areas from the most expensive houses in those suburbs. That's right. So let's um, first of all start with the most expensive suburbs in Brisbane. We're going to start with the most expensive based on median values, and I don't think that's going to be any surprises for any of our listeners. Now, in a city area, New Farm, absolutely um, very very popular New Farm uh, in the Brisbane inner city area, um, and that had a median value of two million seven hundred ninety five thousand four hundred fifty six dollars, and the number sold was fifty two. Yes, that's up until that's in the twelve months up to September twenty twenty three. When we're looking at the volume of transactions, and we're going to report on that today. Of course, a median value is always made up of the middle score. So when you rank those fifty two uh, property sales by the lowest value right through to the highest value, um, you pick out the middle two scores, um, add them up, and divide by two. That gives you the median value. Of course, in property, we often talk about the median as opposed to the average or the mean, simply because because some really high property sales can uh, skew to the upside a mean, whereas they have less impact on a median. However, when we're looking at an area where there's been a lower or a smaller volume of transactions, sometimes then the median can be less reliable. But that comes down to understanding statistics. And of course, uh, if you are relying purely on property data, that's why some of these numbers can be misinterpreted from time to time. So our job as buyers agents in Brisbane is really to unpack that data, understand what the numbers are made up of, and then provide professional advice to our clients relative to what we're actually seeing on the ground and overlaying that with what the data is telling us. So for our listeners and, and the people that do know Brisbane quite well, um, you'll probably understand some of these suburbs as we run through them because they are quite well known. So number two, um, we move slightly to the north, um, still Brisbane inner city area, and that is Ascot. Ascot has a median over that 12-month period of $2,462,657, and that median was made up of 56 transactions. Now, we all know, uh, both in New Farm and Ascot, there's many properties that will transact well above that $10 million price mark um, or not far off. So we understand that the median is is a measure of that middle score or a representative score. So New Farm, the most expensive suburb, followed by Ascot over the last 12 months. Yeah, Ascot up there with Racecourse Road, heading up to Eagle Farm Racecourse. Um, number three, we move out slightly to the east um, and we go out to Chandler. 
Chandler is a suburb that is known for land where you've got much larger blocks. Um, now, 17 transactions make up this median, so a smaller volume of properties. So again, that's where the median value can become less reliable. Um, however, a median over that 12 months of $2,382,958. So if you're shopping you know, with a budget lower than that, you're really buying a, a smaller property or a property of lower quality compared to those around you. So that's where a median can be a good representation of what the middle segment of the market will actually buy. Number four, we'll move back into just near um, the areas we've spoken about of New Farm and Ascot. And one of the neighbours there is Hamilton. And Hamilton has a median value there of $2,296,135. And that's made up of 67 transactions. And for those people that are looking forward to the 2032 Olympic Games, Hamilton will be home to the Athletes' Village yet to be constructed. But again, um, very important for those people looking to buy in and around that area because that will create supply um, which will be used short-term as an Athletes' Village but then will potentially uh, come onto the market long-term as uh, more properties available for sale. So uh, we talk a lot about supply and demand in this podcast uh, and that's just important for people to know if you are looking at a unit in those locations. Yeah, you'll find the, the Athletes Village. I think it's on the North Shore area, out That's that right. way of North Shore Hamilton. So number five, um, again, in a very similar area, Tenerife, um, just near New Farm in that area. Um, Tenerife is number five. Tenerife, um, known, of course, for its wool sheds, the wool stores, um, very uh, an area that's gentrified so much over the last 10 to 15 years. I remember going into Tenerife and shopping at the wool store when it was um, just a, a an old warehouse-type shop set up. Um, now a median value of $2,167,338, and that's made up of 28 transactions over the last 12 months for the period of the best of the best um, in 2023, according to CoreLogic. Close neighbour that is to New Farm. So you've got the Brisbane River running around, nice running tracks, cafes, caf- um, shops, um, little bars and everything in that area. Um, and Tenerife is very, very popular if people want to live in that inner city area. Number six, um, we move to the um, south side and we go over to Hawthorne. Yes, on the um, southeastern suburbs, Hawthorne has a median value of $2 million and twenty. $1,014. And that median is made up of 63 transactions. So Hawthorne over near, very popular Balimba along Riding Road, um, uh, heading up to to beautiful cafes and, um, you know, a lot of riverside living, some beautiful homes in that location. And, and it's hitting the um, list in number six place for the most expensive suburbs across all of Greater Brisbane. And speaking of um, in those cafe areas, Oxford Street, Um, Those people that know Oxford Street, that is Bulimba, and Bulimba is sitting at number seven. Yeah, more transactions make up this median with 107 properties transacting over the 12 months. And uh, yeah, a median value just under that $2 million mark. So if you're looking in Bulimba, the median uh, at $1,973,404. So again, you need a fairly strong budget for Brisbane to be buying into these top 10 suburbs. Comparatively, though, I'm sure if you are listening and you are familiar or more familiar with property prices in Sydney or in Melbourne, um, these prices might uh, appear more affordable to you. So, you know, these are some of our most expensive locations. It's interesting some of these properties we run through and I'm just looking at the at the names and the 
the locations, and they seem to be neighbours mm-hmm. in, in, in little groups. Chandler jumped in there, obviously, and threw us out of that a little bit. But um, when we jump to number eight, nine, and ten, again, we, we go into another little area. So we're going to jump in the car now, and we're going to head out west um, to an area. Again, when you talk about larger blocks of land like you do with Chandler, um, we're heading out towards Brookfield. Yeah, Brookfield is like country living in the city, um, just over the, the hill from Kenmore or Chapel Hill. Uh, 54 transactions over the 12 months, making up a median value of $1,838,101. Um, I love driving into Brookfield and just seeing the the pony farms and, you know, people riding horses and yet you're just a stone's throw from the city. So that is a sort of lifestyle that you get when you, you're driving into Brookfield and yet you're just so close to the Brisbane CBD. And then just in a little bit from there, but still in the western area, um, is St. Lucia. So St. Lucia, again, um, a lot of units, houses in that area, very close to the University of Queensland, um, and it's coming at number nine. Yeah, so St. Lucia's had 64 property sales over the last 12 months with a median now of $1,808,418. So that's coming in in number nine place in the most expensive suburbs in all of Greater Brisbane. And then to round it out, number 10, still in the western area, we're at Pullenvale. Pullenvale, another area where you can get a lot of those larger um, acreage-style homes, um, 35 transactions in that location, making up a median of $1,801,767. So no real surprises on that list based on um, you know our knowledge of the market. There's certainly other areas where you've got some more diversity in housing. So whereas you might have very expensive properties transacting, the median is is typically lower simply because you've got um, other properties transacting that are of lower value at the same time. So remember, we are talking medians, not necessarily the locations that do have the most expensive properties in Brisbane. So this is a, a median value, an average or rather that middle score. So that, that rounds out the most expensive. Um, now we're going to talk about the the strongest 12-month growth in values. Now, although I know when we talk about property, we talk about long-term investing, um, not just that 12-month, but obviously the information we've got here is the 12-month. Um, there was some 10-year growth. We did an episode. Um, you'll have to remind me of that one, I think, Melinda. Episode 185, where we discussed the 10-year growth patterns at a suburb level in Brisbane. Um, I do want to refer back to that. If you're looking for long-term growth patterns in Brisbane, that episode's going to provide you with um, much more representative information for what happens over the long term. When we're looking at 12-month changes in median values, we've talked about this before on our podcast, it can be influenced by the composition of what properties are transacting are transacting. However, that compositional bias, as we call it, um, tends to balance out over a longer term period. So over a 10-year period, we don't have as much compositional bias, but certainly over 12 months, um, if we've seen, for example, a new estate pop up, um, we can have a lot of transactions happening that are brand new properties in the same suburb as we might have established properties. And that can artificially inflate a median value. Um, but th- the same uh, is true, you know, if you're looking at um, areas where you might have a lot of properties on the lower end transacting that can actually influence the media in a negative, sorry, the median in a negative way. So it's really important to understand the composition of what is selling. That said, um, that's my caveat. <laughs> We're not going to be um, talking so much about the composition. We're simply going to outline in the last 12 months which 
suburbs had a median value that increased the most and um, increased the least across all of Greater Brisbane. Now, those, as you said, that other episode that Melinda talked about with the 10-year growth was episode 185. That was just back on the 6th of December, so not very not long ago, if you did miss that one, um, jump back, have a, have a listen to that one as well. So so 12-month growth. And, and if we look at the 12-month strongest, and then we, we'll talk about some of the weakest, um, keep in mind when we talk about Greater Brisbane, the, the dwelling growth over that 12-month period in Greater Brisbane was 13.1%. Okay, so then if we look back in, and we come forward now and we look at the strongest 12, um, strongest 10, sorry, in that 12-month growth, Number one, McGregor, just on the Brisbane south side. Yeah, so in the Brisbane City Council region, annual change of 24.7%. So trending well above the um, average for all of Greater Brisbane. In number two, Cooper's Plains, um, we saw 24.6% growth over the last 12 months in that suburb. And in number three place, Salisbury, um, again in Brisbane south, um, at 23% growth over the last 12 months. And then number four, Wishart, Brisbane south, 22.9%. Number five, Eight Mile Plains, again in the south, 22.8%. And then number six, Ascot, um, who was in the top 10 of the most expensive, um, Ascot was 22.6%. Yeah, what I will say is um, you'll hear the areas of of where these suburbs are located. Um, There was a lot of stronger performance over the last 12 months in south side suburbs compared to north side suburbs. There's only one north side suburb that's on the list outside of um, Ascot, which is really considered an inner city location. But um, so Ascot and one other suburb, the only two out of the top 10 being Northside, the rest being Southside. So if we look at number seven, Currabee, um on the Southside, 21.3%. Uh, in number eight position, Mackenzie, again in the South, 21.2%. Um, in number nine position, we have Gordon Park. That's the second Northside suburb. So um on the Brisbane North side, 20.9% growth over the last 12 months. And finally, wrapping out the top 10 for the last uh, 12 months in terms of capital growth, we've got Sunnybank um, sitting at 20.2%. Now, what I will say is that all of these locations um, are located in the Brisbane City Council region. So none of the top 10 list in terms of the 12-month growth uh, growth. Um, in median values have fallen in areas of greater Brisbane. So that's an interesting observation. Um, and I think you'll find a similar trend when we look at the 10-year growth data if you do go back to episode 185. Yeah, and it's a very similar trend in a way to the opposite direction, I guess, when you look at the weakest, um, so the the 12-month decline in values. And there's when you look at what is in the Brisbane City area, I mean, number one is, is Woodford, which is Moreton Bay North, 1.2%. Um, you're going to help probably help me with a couple of these names. Mun- Mandulin. Mandulin. Um, Logan. See, I don't know a lot of the areas that are outside this uh, the Brisbane city area, but Logan Bow Desert area, 2.2%. Delaney's Creek in Moreton Bay North at 2.2%. Jim Boomba in Logan Bow Desert, 2.2%. And then you've got Ningi to the north, um, heading out towards Bribey Island. Um, again, 2.3% growth. And and just as the, the baseline, remember, all of Greater Brisbane, um, the average was 13.1. So this is yep. true underperformance based on that median value. Um, Chambers Flat down Logan Bow Desert region, 2.4% growth over the last 12 months. Banksia Beach, again, um, up Bribey Island way, 2.7% growth. And then you've got Mun- Munrubin. Um, Logan Bow Desert, 2.8%, followed by Diagula um, out in the Moreton Bay region as well, 2.9% growth, and then Thornlands, 
um, out in the Redlands region at 3.2%. So um, obviously when we are investing in property or or purchasing property, it is a long-term asset class. So short-term changes and shifts, especially over a 12-month period, are less reliable as a prediction for long-term growth. However, it is interesting to note the weakest performance over the last 12 months um, all occurred in areas that are um, much further away from the Brisbane CBD, and yet the strongest 12-month growth occurred in areas that are much closer in towards the CBD. And I think if you do reflect back to episode 185, you can um, hear us discuss some of the trends that have been occurring in long-term capital growth as well across Brisbane and, and how that overlays with this information we're sharing with you today. So then for the investor side of it, um, and I know that you, you touched on this initially, we talk about the rent rental side. So obviously we've, when we look at the strongest 12-month growth in rent, keeping in mind um, houses in Greater Brisbane in that 12-month period was 6.7%. That's right. That's the um, the average or the median change in rents over the last 12 months. Um, whereas in these top 10 suburbs, the rent growth was a lot uh, higher. So for example, in Tenerife in Brisbane's inner city, um, the annual change in rents was 18.3%. So really strong rental price growth in that area. In Woolawan to Brisbane's north, um, 16% price growth in that location in rents over the last 12 months. So these are areas where tenants are probably, you know, really starting to feel the pinch because if if rents are going up this much, they they may be looking to to relocate to suburbs further out. Range is um, number three on the list, um, again, to Brisbane's north with 14.2% change in that um, rent growth over the last 12 months. And a, and a neighbour of Grange in that area, um, Wil- Windsor, sorry, Windsor's number four at 13.4%. Moving slightly a little bit closer in towards where the um, QUT University is and obviously Kelvin Grove College, we've got Kelvin Grove. Um, Kelvin Grove's number five at 13.1%. Um, Interestingly, that top five in in the list there, all Northside locations in terms of the strongest rental price growth. So um, I know through the monthly updates that we've been providing on the podcast month to month, we've had really strong or really tight vacancy rates across the inner northern suburbs over the last 12 months. And obviously, if you've got very low vacancy rates and strong and consistently high demand, you are going to see that upward pressure on prices. So that's what has come through in the data. Um, If you've been an investor in these areas as a landlord, your income has actually increased significantly above the, the median value in terms of rental price growth. But if you're a tenant, you will start to feel the pinch because this is really strong price growth. Number six, Anala in the Ipswich area. Anala was at 12.2%, followed by Bald Hills, um, Brisbane North. Um, Bald Hills was at 12%. And to wrap up the top 10 in terms of rental price growth over the last 12 months, we've got McDowell, another Northside location, sitting in number eight spot. And McDowell had 11.7% rental price growth over the last 12 months. Then Robertson, that's a Southside location. Um, just near Mount Gravatt, 11.5% growth in rents in Robertson. And finally, to wrap up the top 10, Hemant, 
Um, that's sitting in the eastern or southeastern suburbs, um, 11.5% growth in rents in that suburb over the last 12 months. So why is this information important to share? Because when we talk about median values across all of Greater Brisbane, we're talking about a very large geographical location. And yet when we understand from a local's perspective, especially being buyer's agents on the ground across our city, we're seeing local changes or um, different things happening in different parts of the city at different times. And this is reflected in the data when the data is available to us. It's more granular like this. And that's why we like to share that through our podcast so that we can also help you, our listeners, understand that Brisbane's not a single property market and there are a number of property markets even within Brisbane. And it's so important to what's uh, to understand what is happening at a local level because that's going to give you the best um, advantage if you are looking to purchase um, in the market in the near future. And we've we've covered in a few episodes recently, obviously, um, some predictions, um, not not our predictions, obviously, um, but some predictions from the market. We've we've talked about this information that you've seen now. Some changes, um, as Melinda said, you know that that local knowledge is is just completely. Un- it's so valuable to understand different areas as we talk through these suburbs. You know, we know where they are. We know the streets in these areas, um, and and that's a difference between. Uh, being local on the ground here and knowing Brisbane inside out um, and all those little areas as well. Um, obviously, if people are looking in the new year for, for help, reach out to the team at Streamline Property Buyers. Um, it's as, I, as I've said before, it's free to chat. that We don't charge for that. So it's always nice to chat to people anyway. Um, so, yeah, if people are looking for property, whether it's auction bidding only or whether it's full service, um, we're, here to, we're here to help. So don't be afraid to reach out and just inquire and um, see how we can help people out. So... Um, that's a bit of a wrap, I think. Um, we will some good information there. That was all from Core Logic, as we said, the best of the best of 2023. Um, I will let Melinda wrap it up as I normally do. Um, until next week, thanks very much for listening. Take care and bye for now. Yes, thanks for joining us once again on the Brisbane Property Podcast. We hope you found these top 10 um, lists valuable so that you can um, understand more about what's happening at a local level here in Brisbane. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to share this episode and others with your friends and family. We would love for you to leave us a review. It really helps others to find our podcast and also um, to benefit from the content that we share. As always, we hope you have a fabulous week and we will look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks so much and bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.